Flamme Supernatural Answers to Unanswered Questions. Teiku. Today's shir is on the last word of the Perik. We finish uh, the fourth Perik of Nozer today, and we're just going to have a shir on the last word of the of the Perik. And this is one of these shir, and we've had a, a series of them the last the last few shir. Uh, what happens when societal norms conflict with halacha? How do moods affect relationships? What does education mean? How do we teach our children? What do we teach our children? Uh, these are just classical ideas that uh, that we need to learn, uh, and just just a part of, of of being a Torah Jew. There really are only two types of Jews. There's no reform and conservative in halacha. You go right through the Gemara and the Poskim. You're not going to find reform. You're not going to find conservative. You're not going to find Hasidim. You're not going to find Misnagdim. These are all artificial stereotypes. They don't mean anything. The only real differentiation, there's Talmud Chochum and Amorit, somebody who knows something, somebody who doesn't. And there's a, a, a Torah Jew, as Rebotel Gifter gave a beautiful talk many years ago on uh, people asked him, are you modern Orthodox? Are you, what, what are you? He said, I'm a Torah Jew. I don't know any other... I, I don't know any other stereotypes. What is a Torah Jew? A Torah Jew is a person whose worldview is formed through the Torah, not through Hollywood, not through the media, and not through friends and society, and not through family, and not through school, uh, and not through country, it, and not through the era in which they're living. A Torah Jew, whatever era they, they live in, is a person whose worldview is formulated through the Torah's view on things. And it's an unbelievable schus, I feel it, it's an unbelievable schus to be learning these sugyas and to be understanding from them the, the, the lenses through which we're meant to be looking at things that confront us every single day of our lives. What's the Torah view? How do you look at it? Um, and, and to really uh, be able to curate, is a tr- tremendous schus that I feel, to be able to curate the key things you need to know. 15 minutes, what, what, what can you cover in 15 minutes? Just the key things, the most classical things you need to know uh, to curate them and put them on a page and, and, and learn them through with you. What, not, what an opportunity that is. And today's no different. Today, it felt like such a privilege that in the middle of preparing it this morning, I got up and washed my hands. I thought this is what I'm dealing with here is just so, and it's really like that every morning, but this morning I really felt, felt it. Uh, the idea of Ruach HaKodesh. What does it mean? When do we use it? How do you use it? Uh, you go and you ask a, a tzaddik for a brocha. What are you asking for? What are you getting? You ask an eitzah. You ask for advice from a tamil chacham. Are you just asking a clever person for some advice? What is there something else? Is there some other value? Why go to a tamil chacham? Go to a professor. Why, what does a tamil chacham know that, that that you wouldn't know? What what is that all about? And even more so, the last word in our in, in our Perik, after our our Rebbe, our teacher in the Gemara, Rova, asks a series of questions at the end of the Perik, the answer the Gemara gives is Teku Tishbi Yataris Kushot This is a question that has to be left to Elio Anovi. The Vilna Gorn is reputed to have said that where it says Teku, it means we don't have the, the the human intelligence is not available to answer this issue, uh, and that's in the time of the Gemara. So don't waste your time trying to answer it. There is not the human intelligence available, and uh, and, and it has to wait till Eliyahu Anovi comes till till the Mashiach comes and then Eliyahu Anovi will answer it. So what does that mean? 
Eliyahu Novi is going to answer it? Is that, are there things that human intellect can't answer, but Eliyahu can? Who is Eliyahu? Why Eliyahu? And then we have the famous Gemara in Bava Metziah Daphnuntet that Emir Tashem will get to, um, where Rabbi Yeshua and Rabbi Yezer are having this argument about a tanur shalachnai, a certain type of oven that's made out of pieces that are put together, and laws of Tumah, whether Tumah does apply to it or doesn't, but does attach to it or doesn't attach to it. And Rabbi Yezer is so convinced of his viewpoint, even though the majority are following Rabbi Yeshua, that Rabbi Yezer implores nature to reverse its course to prove him right. And nature does all sorts of weird things and wonderful things to prove him right. And at the end, he even gets a bat call. He gets a heavenly voice who says, Allah is like Rabbi Leizer, it's always like Rabbi Leizer. What are you guys arguing about? Don't you know that Allah is like Rabbi Leizer? And the, Rabbi Yeshua gets up and says, Omad Rabbi Yeshua, what are you interfering with? How can you, Rabbi Shalom, interfere in an argument that's taking place between Talmudim and Chomim down here? Didn't you give us the Torah? Before the Torah was given at Hasinai, heavenly voices could dictate what we do. But now that the Torah has been given from Sinai, it's got nothing to do with heavenly voices. I'm not denying the truth of the batko. It is a batko. This is a heavenly voice. We all heard it. It said the halach is like Rabbi Yezer. But you know what? You told us to ignore batkos. You told us, God, that you've got to debate it, argue it, and if the greatest halachic minds in the world get together and they make a majority decision, that is the halacha, irrespective of batkos. So why are you getting it? So then you've got the story of Ashkechei Rabbi Noson Leliyo. Rabbi Noson bumped into Leliyo. But I love it when the Gemara says that. I just casually, yeah, he bumped into Eliyahu Anovi. And uh, he, he asked Eliyahu Anovi, what was the Rebbeinishim doing at that, at that time? And Eliyahu says, Rebbeinishim was smiling with pride and said, my sons have, have beaten me, they're right. Uh, and, he, and he took great pride in, in that. A, a famous classical Gemara. But we see from there that you can't use a supernatural source no matter how confident you are that that source is right, you can't use that to decide a halachic issue. Even a bat call against the rov of Chachomim, the rov of, the, of Chachomim, get it, not the bat call. So what does Teku mean? You leave it for Eliyu Anovi to answer. And if Eliyu Anovi answers, what will we, why, why will we take any notice of that? What right has he got to answer an issue that we couldn't answer using the dark Chochmah, using the ways of reasoning that the Torah has given us? And to understand it a little bit further, we've got also an important Gemara in Baba Basra, where the Gemara says, Rav Avdimi Demin Haifa. There was a time when there were great Talmidei Chachomim in Haifa. In more modern times, there are fewer Talmidei Chachomim. Haifa has not been known as a, as a place to produce great Talmidei Chachomim, of course, although of course they are one of the uh, one of the uh, Dayonim that gave me Smicha was from Haifa. But Rav Avdimi was from, from Haifa. From the time the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, prophecy, Nevuah, was removed from prophets and given to Talmidei Chachomim. So the Gemara is telling us from after the time of the Beis Hamikdash, Talmidei Chachomim have a dimension of wisdom exceeding their Chochmah. That Nevuah prophecy was given to them. What does that mean? Are they prophets? Atu Chacham Lav Naviu? They always had it. 
But but they didn't lose it after the destruction of the Beis Hamikdash. Chachamim held on to their power of Ruach Hakodesh, and in fact, says Amaymer Chacham Adif Minavi, a Chacham has more authority than a Navi. And Rashi explains there: Don't think that when a Chacham says something, uh, that it's uh, it's just his own thinking. Since he uses Chochmah, since he explains his logic, the Chochem doesn't just come and say, this is what it is. That's why the Shilas and Shuvas are so important, because the Pesach reasons through the whole way. He doesn't just give an answer. It's not the same thing they used to be in the Briska world. Mayor Soloveitchik talked to me once about it. Objection to, to the way that Rav Yoshev used to paskin, because he used to paskin like the Urim Vatumim. Ask a question, he gives the answer. How does he get there? How does he reason? What's his thinking? He, he didn't used to go that route. He just used to give a, give a clear answer. And, and Rav May used to say, even if the answer is right, we can't use it. How can you use an answer that isn't explained how you get there, what the reasoning is? The Kivan de Yaev Taima, once a Tamit Chochem shows you his way of thinking, then you must know it's not just Mikri Ba'alma that he happened to get it right. Listen to that Rashi. When a Talmud Chochem who works at, of that kind of caliber works through something and shares his reasoning, that comes from Nevoah. That's Ruach HaKodesh. That's not just normal logic. Says the Ramban. It does, even if he doesn't throw here, you see the difference that we're talking about, what Ramea said and what Rav Yashiv used to pass, and the Ramban doesn't say it has to be that he gives the reason. But knows the truth. How does he know it? He doesn't have to work it out. Intuitively, he knows the truth. His mind is so occupied in Torah and in Emes, his mind is so involved in working out the truth all the time. And he's so connected to the Rebbeinu Shalom. And he, with his tefillah and with his maizim tovim, he has such a relationship with the Rebbeinu Shalom. That says the Ramban, When the Talmud Chochem says it, they know the truth intuitively. And, and it's difficult. There's another Gemara that's important in, in Erevin, those of you who learnt it will remember, there's a, they're talking about whether the Tchum applies more than 10 Tfochim above the surface. If you're in an aeroplane, is there a problem with Tchum? There are other problems if you're in an aeroplane on Shabbos. But is there a problem with Tchum? Are you exceeding the limit of, of how much you're allowed to travel outside of town? The Gemara goes backwards and forwards and brings a proof because there were seven Shiurim were given one morning in Shabbos before in Rav Chista's Shul in Surah. It's seven shirim were given. And before Shabbos was out, the same seven shirim were given in Pumpadisa. Chidushim, so, great, in new ideas in these shirim. How can that be? It must have been Elio Anobi who said that because how else could the, it's the news of God from Surah to Pumpadita? It's not gossip. Gossip can get there that far. But a shir, seven shirim, how do you, how do you get that? Uh, that, that speed, it must be Elio. Alma in So we bring a proof from Elio Anovi that there's no Tchum above 10. No, it might have been Yosef the ghost. He could also travel that fast. Uh, and he doesn't keep the Torah. He's not, he's not from. So you can't bring a Raya because the news tra- traveled that far. It could have been uh, somebody who wasn't keeping Shabbos, got in his car and repeated the Shirim. 
be that as it may, we want to pre-approve from Eliyahu Anovi. So what is the role of Eliyahu Anovi? We've just said that it's Talmidei Chachomim and Loba Shamaimi. And now we're saying, take who? Leave this for Eliyahu Anovi. And the Gemara wants to bring a proof from Eliyahu Anovi. So there are two, some sofas that are very, very important. The one is in Simon Sadi Ches, of, of the sixth chalik of, of the Chasim Sefer, where he talks about when Mashiach comes and Eliyahu comes, Titlabesh Nishmato Novi, he says, operates, his Neshoma is just above this world, and his body is still around in this world, and every now and again his Neshoma comes into his body and he appears as a human being. So he's kind of below here. There's a point at which Ganadin starts and the world stops. And he's kind of just at that interface. Uh, and he will come and he will be, have his physical body, and then he will be called Adam Bichachmeun ve Yisrael. Teku doesn't mean he'll answer these questions with supernatural powers. He, ha- he will have a level of intellect that we don't have access to. Because he's had this experience of being in Ganadin, and he comes back and he oscillates between Ganadin and this world, when he comes as a Talmud Chochum, he'll teach us the Torah in ways we haven't been taught before. And that will resolve these difficulties. Every time Eliyua Novi appears in this world dressed in a human body, like Rabbi Noson who bumped into him. When you see Eliyua Novi, you should remember that next time you bump into Eliyua Novi, if you see him in a physical form, then, then he's, re- he's a human being. You've got to treat him as a great Hamid Chochem or as an intuitive source of wisdom. That, that's who he is. But when it's only his neshama, like at a bris, you go to see Eliyahu but you don't see him physically. He's there in his neshama. Then, he's an angel. And even if he teaches us things, Eliyahu comes and he appears to a person as in his spiritual form. You cannot decide the halacha according to according to Eliyahu you, know, you want to say that, uh, that uh, Rabbi Yoshif Paskin, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein Paskin, Eliyahu says they're wrong. You're going to say, sorry, Eliyahu I'm sure you're right, but we can't Paskin like you. We can only Paskin like you if you'll come in as a human form and you'll learn the sugya through with us. But just to tell us, that you can't do. Because that's rakkamo chalom v'ruach nevu'ah ve'in mashkichim bevatko. Ach kashimitgaleh belevush kufo harehu migdolei chachmei Yisrael. But when Elio takes on a physical form, he's like one of the great chachomim of Yisrael. And that's what teku means. That word teku, which we always just say and then carry on with the next piece of Gemara, that's what the word teku really means. And the Chesim Sofer in Orachayim, Simon Reishchet, the last tshuva in Orachayim, brings the, the Ravid, where the Ravid says, Kvar Rufia, Ruach HaKodesh, Beves Midrashen. We don't think there's no Ruach HaKodesh today. In Abes Amedjur, says the Ravid, there was this Ruach HaKodesh from time to time. It says the Chesim Sofer, Ein rotze lomar Ruach HaKodesh kemo shaya ledovid amelech v'chavirav. Aval haynu Ruach Hashem al oskei Torah lishma. There's a different Ruach HaKodesh. Ruach HaKodesh is a spectrum. It's not on binary, you've got it or you haven't got it. There's Ruach HaKodesh like Moshe Rabbeinu had, Nevoah. There's Ruach HaKodesh like the other Nevi'im have, Nevoah. There's Ruach HaKodesh like David HaMelech had, a form of, of, of kind of Nevoah. And there's Ruach HaKodesh that's al-oskei Torah lishma. Any Talmud Chochem who's learning Torah lishma can have a moment of Ruach HaKodesh, even today. 
צריכים לכוון האמת, אפילו אם לפי טבע חוכמתם וצכלם לא ישיגו ידיהם תושייה. Often it happens that a Talmud Chochem says something that later it turns out that's a Rabbi Kiveger, or that's a, a Rambam, or that's a Kashi of the Rashbo, or a Teretz of the Ritvo. Does that mean that this particular individual has the wisdom of the Rashbo and the Ritvo? No, it doesn't. It means at that moment there's a flash of intuition, which is Ruach HaKodesh, which is Siyat HaDishmaya, that Hashem gives him at that moment, and that's what that is. And this happens all the time. It happens with... With, with, with ordinary people as well. And it goes further. He understands things that are beyond his natural intellect. It happens to a person learning all the time. You're learning and you have this insight. You're learning for hours. You're trying to understand the Tosfus and you have an insight. Where does that insight come from? You didn't learn it from somebody. You didn't hear it from somebody. You couldn't have worked it out yourself because some other Chachomim have left it as a Tzorichi and they couldn't answer it. You've answered it. Yes, it can happen, says the Chazim Sefer, that the Rebbein Shalom instills and fuses a flash of Ruach HaKodesh into an ordinary person. Not only that, says the, the, the uh, very importantly, the Chazim Sefer, that even a Goyim, now that's not Ruach HaKodesh, but he says there are Chachomim among the Goyim who say things that are far beyond their intellect. We don't know exactly who Shakespeare was, but whoever he was, he wasn't a great, a great Chochem. And look what he writes. Look what he's left us. Look at that brilliance. Says the, the Chsam Sofer, it's natural for Chachomim, even Goyim, to be able to say things way beyond their intellectual capacity. Because the, the Rebbeinu gives people a flash of insight that the world needs or that they need at a given moment. And when a, an Oseq B'Torah has that, when somebody studying Torah has that flash of insight, that's Ruach HaKodesh. So when one goes to ask advice from a Talmud Chochem, or when a Talmud Chochem has responsibility for a Kehila, is giving a Shir, or he's giving a Drosha, or he's trying to understand something in order to teach it, there's an unbelievable level where the Rebbeinu allows him insights way beyond his natural intellect. It's not his. It, it's, it, it's like Mozart would say that his music is not his. It's just the channel that comes from some other place. And so it is with so many of the things, even in Divrei Torah, that the insights that come to us are be, for way beyond our intellect. There's a posuk in Daniel, Ulamandi Yatsbe Yitnena Ushfala Nashim Yekimala. The Rebbeinu gives his, his Malchus to lowly people, as the Mitzudas David says, Hashem will make even a lowly person a king or give him insight and knowledge because that's what's needed at that moment. He can be one of the lowest people. There's no reason to take pride and be arrogant in the fact that you have this brilliant insight. It's a gift from the Rebbeinu Shalom. But provided it comes through the wisdom, and in the case of Torah, as the Chassam Sofer says, and the Ramban says, and Rashi says, it's been learned through Torah by applying your mind to Torah. The Vilna Gaon used to, if he had a difficult question to answer and there was no rational answer, he would spend seven hours learning, and then after that, the first thing that came to his mind would be the answer. So it would grow, the intuition would grow out of his seven hours, seven consecutive hours of learning. Then he would have a flash of insight. That insight is Ruach HaKodesh, says the Chasm Sofer. And that's given not only to Vilna Gons, that's given even to ordinary people from time to time who are able to understand things way beyond their capacity when there's a need for the door or for the Tzibur to have access to that insight.